Hello and welcome to OECD On The Level. I'm Bill Bilo. Today we are talking with Piotr Strachowski, Senior Economist at the OECD. Piotr is leading research in the area of counterfeit trade at the OECD in conjunction with the EUIPO, the European Union Intellectual Property Office. Welcome, Piotr. Hi, Bill. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Trade in counterfeit and pirated goods is a vital threat for modern innovation-driven economies, a worldwide phenomenon that grows in scope and magnitude. Can you tell us something about the size of the problem of counterfeit goods and the magnitude of its impact? Well, firstly, it's not a small problem. It's a big global problem. Uh, Our estimates show that um, the volume of trade in counterfeit goods amounts to 461 billion US dollars. 461 billion. It's a huge amount of money. It's more than GDP of many countries. And all countries are virtually impacted. So this is not a small-scale and little business. It's a huge, huge industry. In terms of impact, of course, there is some effects, negative effects. There is lost jobs. There is foregone taxes. There is lower profits. We did some estimates, for example, for Italy. And we see that uh, in terms of lost jobs, 87,000 jobs in Italy, in Italy are lost because of counterfeiting of Italian brands. Or 0.6 GDP, um, that's, that's the loss in terms of foregone taxes revenue for Italian government. It has direct impact on, you know, hospitals, schools, on all the public spending that could have been done. So this is a big business with severe consequences. What kind of products are counterfeited and who buys them? Two questions. So let's begin with products. Um, I would say everything where a logo or IP adds some economic value becomes a target. Basically everything. Uh, we live in beautiful city of Paris, and I was thinking a couple of times, what are the purchase decisions that I make every day that are not affected with logo? And uh, I would say only croissant and baguette are the only two things where I can assess quality just looking at them. Otherwise, I look at the logo. I look at the, at the brand uh, for various reasons. Uh, quality, reassurance of you know of certain of certain standards. It could be also like snobism. I don't care. But if someone wants to pay more for logo, this product becomes a target. And we can see the whole range of products, ranging from luxury goods, business to business products, spare parts, batteries, um, everything. We can even see fake bananas. You know, fake bananas, fake bananas. Exactly. But once you once you realize that, you know, producing a small sticker costs nothing. And at the same time, people want to pay more for a banana with a sticker than with a, for a banana without a sticker. This becomes a clear business model that can be exploited. And at the same time, please remember that um, the risks for counterfeiters are pretty low. If you chase a policeman and tell him, hey, there is fake bananas around the corner. <laughs> it's a it's a safe business. Yeah. And uh, that results in lots of money. You also asked me a second question, who buys them? So coming back to this point, uh, what we see actually, what our data show us um, is that there is two sorts of markets for fake goods. One part of the market are those fakes that are knowingly bought by consumers. So, you know, you just want to get a fake bag or fake T-shirt. And then you just look for a fake T-shirt. You either go to a flea market or you go online. But there is a big share big market for counterfeits that are bought unknowingly by consumers. 
either because they are not aware of the problem or because those are business-to-business -business products, like, you know, batteries, spare parts, where you have no actually no knowledge and no decision about what you buy. You just pay for the, for the middleman to do the job. Beyond economics, there can be serious health and social impacts of counterfeit goods. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure, of course. I mean, it's a great example. It's, uh, we should not forget that there is a difference between scale and effects. It's just like saying that a match costs one cent, but a fire, the damage, it's, 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 it's yeah, millions. Yeah. Um, coming to the point of counterfeits, look, um, many, many products where people actually look for brand or look for, for IP are expensive because of health and safety norms. Think of pharmaceuticals all these tests that every single med has to pass through in order to be on the market. Think of, I know, pesticides or chemicals. Think of all the children-related products, toys, baby formulas, cosmetics. A large chunk of the price that you pay is, I mean, the cost is spent uh, because of the, the cost that company has spent on, you know, tests and, um, and verification where the product is very safe. Of course, counterfeiters have a different strategy. It's hit and run. They don't care about any health and safety norms. They don't care about, you know, regulations, etc., etc. No, they just want your money. And there is no warranty. There is no tomorrow. This creates big problems, big health and safety issues. What our data show is that fake pharmaceuticals, fake cosmetics, fake foodstuff that is being distributed, especially in countries with poor regulation, create enormous health and safety risks that are confirmed by numerous anecdotes. People are even dying because of consuming fake food or fake pharmaceuticals. Tell me about the counterfeiters. Who are they? Is counterfeiting a side business operating in the back of the shop of a legitimate business, or are they fully dedicated to the endeavor of producing counterfeit goods? Little is known about counterfeiters, um, partially because this is an illicit business, and you know, Counterfeiters do not have statistical offices <laughs> that supply us with data that we can then use to provide some, some information. Um, what we see, however, is that counterfeiting is a well-organized and globalized business. Most production sites are located in East Asia, in Far East Asia, and trade routes are very global uh, with many intermediary points. So if you ask me who they are, I would say I don't know, but it's a globalized business that operates on a mass scale. Some counterfeit items are extremely sophisticated. I'm thinking of fake aerospace parts or electronic goods. How do counterfeiters gain the technical and manufacturing prowess to pull this off? But that's that's actually brings us to the idea of intellectual property, right? So the, the issue, the whole issue of IP is that you disclose your idea, you show the way you produce a product, and in exchange you have the right to produce it with your own brand, with your with your own concept. Okay, counterfeiters just accept part of this deal. They just steal your idea, but they don't want you to be the one producing the good. They just, you know, do it on their own without taking care that you have, you're actually the one who developed this, this product, who spent the money on all the tests and checks, and now that you like, you know, just to, just to recuperate the cost of your research. The OECD has done a great deal of work on the trade routes of counterfeit goods. This has been undertaken through statistical studies, mapping likely routes from points of origin, transfer points, product types, and destinations. What have you learned from this work, and how can it help drive policy essentially to counter counterfeit trade? 
Indeed, we looked at the trade routes in fake goods. We have published a report called Mapping the Real Routes of Trade in Fake Goods. Uh, what we see is that counterfeiters are very smart. They are really smart businessmen. They misuse many intermediary points uh, for various reasons, like document cleansing, you know, just get through customs control at the final destination, or establishing distribution or logistical centers. Um, what we see is that many of these intermediary points that are misused are pretty wealthy, pretty well-developed um, hubs or free trade zones. Uh, we see that Singapore, Hong Kong, or UAE emerge as, as one of the key points um, in trade in fake goods. What are the solutions? Well, firstly, let me just stress that it's not our goal to kill trade in general. Our goal is to fix trade. We love trade. Trade is a fantastic thing. We just want to make sure that trade is fair, is clean, and that is free of counterfeits. So I would say our, our goal now is really to get these countries on board, really to help them working together against counterfeiters, because we all play in the same team against counterfeiters, against criminals. It's not like it's a country versus country game. No, it's all the countries against counterfeiters. You mentioned free trade zones. Um, they've multiplied around the world as countries and regions seek to benefit from world trade. What is exactly a free trade zone and what role do some of them play in counterfeit trade? So free trade zone is a separate geographical area that enjoys certain benefits in terms of lower oversight from customs authorities or lower duties or taxes. Uh, the purpose of establishing free trade zone is to add some economic momentum, some development kick. Uh, into areas that otherwise would have been underdeveloped. It's a fantastic thing. It really spurs trade. And as I said, trade is great. But at the same time, free trade zones are often becoming lucrative targets for counterfeiters who locate their activities there and actually enjoy the fact that, uh, that customs might um, apply lower scrutiny uh, for free trade zones. Um, as I said, we would like to fix this problem together with free trade zones. We are not attacking anyone, we are attacking only counterfeiters and criminals. So at the OECD, we are currently uh, developing a set of guidances for free trade zones, together with them. These guidances are now under public consultation phase. Uh, please go on the web, oe.cd slash guidanceftz. I repeat, oe.cd slash guidanceftz. Have a word, help us fixing the problem. Which countries are hardest hit by trade and counterfeit goods? Excellent question. Um, there are so many impacts, so many impacts of counterfeiting I can think of. If you ask me about countries where firms are hit by counterfeiting, I would say key OECD countries, United States, France, Italy, Switzerland. When you ask me about, however, about citizens who consume counterfeit products, who are exposed to negative health and safety impacts, I would say Sub-Saharan Africa, that is the biggest target for fake pharmaceuticals. So who is hit? Well, I would say everybody is hit one way or another. You've recently completed a study of uh, Italy and uh, counterfeit goods. What were some of the conclusions that you came up with from that study? Italy is a very strong economy that relies on exports. Italian products are renowned in the world and hence they are vulnerable to counterfeiting. And what we see is that counterfeiting of Italian products has certain negative damaging effects on the Italian economy. As I said, these damages are, are substantial. 87,000 jobs, 87,000 jobs in Italy 
are lost annually because of counterfeiting. 0.6 GDP, that's the foregone tax revenue of Italian government because of counterfeiting. The damages are huge. This is not anecdotal. This is not small. This is serious. You mentioned that SMEs were one of the vulnerable links in the chain in uh, the counterfeiting of Italian goods. That is true. That is true. Italian economy is characterized with a high share of SMEs being very active, producing excellent goods that are often export-oriented. So these goods are lucrative targets by counterfeiters who just want to free ride on the the quality, on the brands, on Italian brands. At the same time, SMEs often do not have capacities to monitor the problem of counterfeiting or to, to combat it. I mean, these are small family enterprises without, you know, dedicated legal department, without dedicated department that checks what's going on. Uh, we've heard some anecdotes of companies that produced uh, footwear, decided to go online, and then they found there's thousands of fake products online. At the same time, they have no means to monitor the problem to counter it. That brings us to the question, what are the most frequently counterfeited products? People tend to think that luxury products are targeted. And yes, this is true. Luxury products are targeted. But in terms of you know, frequency, in terms of intensity, I would say that these days ICT products, so you know, high-tech products, become the top targets. So phones, headphones, um, game consoles, these are, the, these are the goods that are really targeted by counterfeiters very intensely. China has long been a source of counterfeit goods, manufacturing counterfeit goods. What is the role of China and what efforts are being made, if any, to rein in counterfeits manufactured in China? For the moment, what we are trying to do is to assess the situation. And as I said, even though lots of manufacturing takes place in China, it's not our role to blame or to shame any country. What we see is that actually there's many Chinese brands that also do suffer from counterfeiting. And not only Huawei or uh, other smartphone manufacturers, but there's also many Chinese pharmaceutical products that become lucrative targets. If you look at the list of countries that suffer from counterfeiting in terms of companies, uh, China, I think, is number 12 or 13. So I wouldn't say that uh, here China has a special position. I would say our role is to make sure that we all unite against counterfeiters. This is not much country versus country. This is countries against counterfeiters who actually are threatening the core mechanism of innovation and growth that we are all working on. What tools does the OECD offer to countries to stop counterfeit trade? Before we develop a solution, we should know the problem, right? So um, our first task that we are actually dealing with here at the task force on countering illicit trade is to understand the problem. As I said, uh, counterfeiting is not so easy to monitor. It's an illicit activity, and counterfeiters do not have a dedicated statistical office. So the, the main challenge is really to understand the problem. Where these goods come from, what are the trade routes, which products are impacted, what are the effects, etc., etc. Once we know it, we can identify some policy gaps, like, for example, uh, fixing the issue of free trade zones, something that we are working on right now. I'm sure in the future there will be another other issues that we'll be dealing with. Thank you, Piotr. Thank you, Bill. We were speaking with Piotr Strachowski, senior economist at the OECD, who is leading research in the area of counterfeit trade. For more on the OECD's work on counterfeit trade, go to www.oecd.org 
slash gov slash risk. That's www.oecd.org slash gov slash risk. This is OECD on the Level. Thanks for listening.